0: Anger management class continues. I am Arenci. Got a million clocks uh, going on uh, here. Uh, We'll have to have a late night uh, editorial adjustment (laughs) going on. (laughs) Late night anger management class continues. Uh, We got a million different uh, affiliates, different times, cutting in and out. We go into about 72 breaks a day. And I'm like, oh, is this break two minutes, one minute, next? No. All right. So uh, shout out to our radio affiliates. As uh, we throw it down here, Pete and Apple is still left on this. It feels like a Friday night freak show uh, tonight. And actually, you know what? This is what happens, man. Hosting a talk show and being a degenerate gambler. It's I don't know. I used to have long, flowing hair. I look like Fabio, all right. I look like uh, you know. I look I look like a supermodel. <laughs> like I look like someone who should have been on the cover of like a Harlequin romance. And look at me now. Look at me now. I look like a beaten down Moby. Yeah. The singer Moby. <laughs> that's that's what I've been reduced to uh, right now. That's that's what we've been reduced to. That's what betting on college basketball will do uh, to you. So we've got big Gonzaga and West Virginia game uh, on top. We'll get into this a little bit. I see a total of 154 and a half points. And uh, we'll step in on that a little bit uh, later on. We're going to try to crunch some numbers here, guys, with this National Football League game. But What are we gonna do? It's the middle of the night right now. The entire world's got COVID. They're lighting a freaking Christmas tree instead of playing this game in prime time. We got a game in the afternoon. I gotta go to a chiropractor in the middle of this game and then do a show immediately after I get my back cracked. So you know what? I think it's probably a good thing. I'm gonna get my back cracked. I'm gonna crack out all the bad voodoo and everything else in between. Man, we should take some phone calls. We got Pete Annapolis, though. we we'll get to Pete a little bit later on. Late night anger management class continues. Now we really are going to a break. Vent <laughs> your rage. Bring it.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: You're listening to sports Radio with Gabe Marensi. Don't
0: ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. (laughs) what's the occasion? I'm rich. (laughs) I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. (laughs) What, a windfall?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I still feel
0: tingly. Late Night Anger Management class. Uh, the late great Jack Sue, Barney Miller, great uh, great TV show, great gambling references in the TV show as well. So uh, yeah, speaking of the TV show, so just just for the record, uh, there I got up for like uh, ten seconds, and uh, our crew, uh, we got Yang in the pit, but we welcome uh, uh, we got Mateus in Los Angeles as well. We're all over the place uh, here: in New York, Los Angeles, Missouri. Um, you name it. Uh, Pacific Northwest, East Coast, West Coast. It's an international affair. Um, but I got up and I can sort of hear like talking. And then I sort of clued in. I'm like, I guess we're not going to a commercial break uh, right now. But, you know, excuse me. Uh, as I don't know, what show did they used to say that on? Who said that? The famous old uh, TV say, <laughs> well, excuse me. Uh, I don't know, dude. You know, we're on the air six hours a day. Um, we have like, I don't know, 72 commercial breaks or something like that. And to my defense, and great job by everyone in the pit, actually, and the crew. Um, to my defense, we've got new clocks, man. So it's throwing me off. Like, You know, and especially when we, we're playing music. And I think we're going to a break, but we're w- really welcoming in like another 218 radio stations or something like that. So shout out to everybody. I'm NC. We're kicking it in the late night hours. We got some NBA talk coming up uh, with Pete uh, Yiannopoulos. Uh, but I got to tell you the one thing: my voice, you know, my voice can stand strong. People have always marveled about that. And my entire career, I've always done a million shows a day. Uh, we've always been in demand. Uh, so I've always done a million shows a day. My voice—it's amazing. It really is. I've always been—even me—it's God's uh, God's will. Thank you, Lord. Um, so it's God's will. Um, It's probably the fact that my voice is already shot. Uh, I'm a singer in a metal band. So I can, you know what I mean? I can can really screech. This is kind of nothing. So I've been lucky with that. But the biggest hazard is, and we'll talk about this with Cam tomorrow, and I'm sure Cam will be much funnier in his details with this, but the problem is, and I'm sure the guys in the the pit can understand, although I've always thought that Yang's bathroom breaks included having a smoke, but that's another story. (laughs) That's another story. But Yang's bladder is going to burst sometimes. And I got to tell you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we've got like two minutes sometimes with these commercials. I get confused. Sometimes there are three minutes. Sometimes there's two, blah, blah, blah. But either way, you know, if you're going to go to the bathroom, you kind of want the luxury of knowing that, you know, some things you can't rush. You know what I'm saying? Let's just cut to the chase. You can't sit down and take a dump in two minutes. All right. <laughs> We're cutting this. What happens in the late night out? What are you guys talking about? Wow, well, Morensi talked about taking a dump, but you can't do it. Right? Like you need, you know, what happens if it's not working? And then you're stuck, and it's like, I gotta get back on the air in 37 seconds. So you've got to time this. Yeah, you've got yeah, you've got to time this perfectly. And even so, like taking a leak, you gotta be prepared for this. All right. You better, and you know you be you better be ready to fire off, right? Because if you're not ready to fire off, if you fire blanks, you got to run back to the set and get back in the chair, and I've done it. It's happened to me. I didn't even get to go. I was like, I didn't have time. I'm getting old, <laughs> all right? You know, if you're a young fella, hey, you might just be able to whip it out and have a leak. You know, for me, I might have to stand there for a minute, all right, and I've only got two minutes of a commercial break, so, yeah, you know, I'm letting you in. These are the real, um, <laughs> these these are the real, these are the real, um, these are the real issues, all right, of a radio talk show host at a late night hours. So basically, we've talked about this with NASCAR drivers before, and they don't like getting too graphic about it, but they basically just take a leak in their, you know, in their suit. <laughs> but they've got like a, they got like a plastic liner going on and stuff, and they've got tubes and you know, they've got tubes. So basically, I need to start doing the show in a NASCAR, like NASCAR pants. I'm going to have to get, because I'm not getting adult depends, like the degenerate gamblers at the casinos and stuff. I'm not that bad. So that, that's when you know you got a gambling problem. Like when you're wearing diapers and you're an adult at a casino because you don't want to leave the table to go to the bathroom, you've got a problem. <laughs> I listen, I don't judge people. Uh, I've I've done a lot of crazy gambling things in my life, but yeah, I've never like you know I've never said you know what I got to get a diaper because I don't want to miss two minutes in this Michigan game. Uh, that's that's a bridge too far for me. But I was thinking I should get like either that like the NASCAR pants or the Al Bundy. Can't help but think of Al Bundy. Get the toilet, not now, Peg. You know, just do do the show like basically like a chair get like a nice recliner basically i should just go all custom get my i need a better chair for my back anyway so get a nice like leather chair basically sort of Costanza style like with the can pop it open drink a couple of nice ice cold sprites without ever getting up maybe have one side some m&ms and stuff on one side some sodas maybe some beers uh some uh, some vodka whatever you need on one side and then of course you know the toilet the toilet leather couch slash, you know, fridge recliner. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> don't date. Don't tell me that wouldn't sell. Don't tell me you wouldn't sell thousands of those. Probably would too. Pretty probably would. As crazy as it sounds, <laughs> people are pretty lazy. People are pretty lazy. Dude, my place in New York. I had two bathrooms, and you don't need two bathrooms, right? You sort of get spoiled. Yeah, you know, I'm living alone. I got two bathrooms, but it's nice. Like two, you know, when you have two bathrooms, it's like the luxury of going wherever it's the closest one. <laughs> like you know what I mean? So you almost feel like you know, hey, you're, you're you know, you're living in a mansion. It's like, wow, well, I'm closer to this one, so I'll go to this one. Uh, but I swear, <laughs> like. Now that I'm in another place, I'm like, oh, I can't believe it, man. My bathroom is like ten feet away from me. I used to have a bathroom in my bedroom. This is ridiculous. I got, I got to walk like six feet now. That's the whole thing with like being uber rich. That it would freak me out. That I'm not a fan of. You see these people; they have these massive houses and stuff, and it's like, it's like, yeah, it looks good on the outside, but you know, how many rooms are you really gonna go in in there? You know, like, I don't want to walk, like, two miles to get to the kitchen. I hate that. I don't want to be, oh, yeah, I got to go, get, I got to get a Gatorade here at three in the morning. Well, you got to walk, like, a mile and a half to get, like, to the kitchen? I told, I've heard that, the, 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 I've told a story before about Craig Carton, the great Craig Carton talk show host. And uh, Carton lived in, like, this mansion, and, like, his dinner room was, like, Mr. Burns. Like, he was at the end of the table, and basically... People are like talking to him, and everyone's like, "What? What'd you say? What? What was that?" And like everyone's like yelling. People need to yell. It's the price of being rich. You must yell at people. Uh, uh, the price. Uh, the price of being rich. All right. So great stuff with Steve Merrill and Andrew McKennis uh, tonight. I wish I had more for you as far as the Pittsburgh and the Baltimore game right now, but. I've said this before, and I've talked about this and I mean it, it's true. That like when you're hot, when you're betting and you're hot, I love jumping into the overnight lines. All right, we're gonna give you the overnight lines, but I love jumping into the overnight lines. And and you know, if you you had a good night and stuff like that, you sort of bet the overnight lines like they're games that are coming up right now, because you're still feeling it. You're hot. But if you're cold. You don't want to cap the games overnight because I still have the coldness from today. I still have the loser stank around me now. Right? I gotta shake that off somehow. I can't say, oh yeah, now I like this. You know, I'm not on tilt, but I've had my worst like two days, you know, of the year in the last two days. I think. But the only difference is whatever. It doesn't personally affect me. It just angers me. Pete steps up in it. We talk NBA basketball. Bring it.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Rage it up sports rage with Gabe Marenzi rage all you want late night anger management class continues I am Morency. we're throwing it down there's a ton of college basketball going on uh, right now the count of the tip-off of the National Basketball Association is real if it just uh, felt like yesterday that the Lakers won the title it's because it was hard to believe guys but the NBA preseason is now just 10 days away uh, we're about three weeks away from a tip-off, and the Christmas Day slate has been announced. Pete Yiannapolis, uh, one of our NBA insiders, former assistant coach with the UMass Minutemen, RDS television analyst steps up. And in. Pete, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing tonight?
2: Hey, I'm doing good, Gabe. Glad to be back.
0: Well, Pete, I would talk college basketball right now, but I've been getting my ass handed to me over the last uh, 48 hours. Uh, so let's talk about the NBA, and we'll get into uh, – <laughs> We'll get into some college before we're done here uh, with Pete, uh, but uh, you know I'm excited for the start uh, of the NBA season. There was there was a lot of talk that they were going to start in mid-January. They decided, due to the money that was at stake, that they had to start this thing before Christmas. And obviously, Christmas Day is a very critical day, and it's always been a, a it's sort of the unofficial start of the NBA season. So I guess it's sort of fitting that it's pretty much the start of the season uh, this year. How uh, pumped up are you for some NBA basketball, Pete? Oh, I'm excited, Gabe. I'm excited. We had a tremendous bubble, um, you know, that
2: went without any any hits. Um, you know, the Lakers won the championship well-deserved. And they understood the NBA and its players, right? The owners and the players, they're their partners, they had to get this going quick in order to, to maximize all the revenue that the players are making and the owners are making too. So... Uh, it's going to be great. 72 games is just enough. Um, I'm I'm pumped up. Uh, I think that again the Lakers look like their favorites coming in, but uh, it looks like it's pretty wide open. I think you know realistically there's about five, six, seven teams that if they get hot and they still stay healthy, they'll have great chances to win a championship this year.
0: Uh, so the Christmas Day slate has been announced at noon Eastern. We've got uh, Zion. And the New Orleans Pelicans are going to be on TV. 72 uh, games uh, this year in the NBA. I assume the Pelicans will be on TV probably about 68 uh, times. So uh, Pelicans <laughs> at the heat uh, on uh, Christmas Day. What do you make uh, what do you make of the Pelicans in the offseason? The coaching uh, the coaching change. And as far as the Miami Heat is concerned, I see all the you know the insiders and the experts and the pundits. Everybody's got the, you know, the Miami Heat slated to win the East. And, yeah, because people remember what they saw last. But what are you expecting up from the Heat this year? Are they going to be the team to beat the, in the East, in your opinion?
2: No, I do not. I do not. I think that the Heat really maximized um, their fifth seed, and uh, not having to play uh, at Milwaukee in a best-of-seven series, not having to play at Boston in a best-of-seven series, and they took advantage of that. Uh, I like what Jimmy Butler did. Um, I think that they're a team that that are improving. Uh, Do I think Bam Adebayo is a max contract player and a a superstar? No. Do I think like Tyler Hero has potential? Yes, but did he get it done in the playoffs or in the finals? No. Uh, The Eastern Conference still has to go through Milwaukee. uh, I do think that Brooklyn on paper, if everybody's healthy, will be good and strong, but, um, you know, it's it's hard to to go back to back to get to the finals. And I think that the Miami Heat might have peaked last year Um, The culture is still there. Uh, The continuity is still there with Spolstra. Is Dragic going to be healthy enough? I still think they're going to be a very good team, Gabe. I just don't see them getting to the NBA Finals and winning the Eastern Conference this year.
0: Yeah, you know, we see it all the time. We saw it in, in the NFL this year. Everybody had San Francisco going back to the Super Bowl once again. It's like, yeah, I get it. They were good last year, but it takes a lot of luck. It takes a lot of everything to make it to the championship, let alone win a championship. And as you stated, everything fell into place for the Miami Heat. And, and you notice the Heat, too. You know, who they played, the, the bubble, injuries to players on the other team, and just everything else until it caught up to them, and then they got screwed in the finals. Then everyone got hurt on their team. <laughs> so it's like poetic justice. It caught up to them um but as far as the the pelicans are concerned listen they're you know they're a fun basketball team obviously yet they really were on a tear before the covid stuff hit so you know march 11th march 12th whenever the shutdown was last year you know the pelicans were like you know they they were rolling man they were like 13 and 3 whatever it was they were playing really good basketball people had high hopes about them you know in the play in tournament and making the playoffs and all that And then Lonzo fell apart and, you know, Zion didn't play much and the wheels fell off. They made a coaching change. What do you expect from the Pelicans uh, this year?
2: Well, I think first and foremost, uh, we need to see Zion Williamson healthy. Um, You know, 72 game regular season. If he can get and play over 60, 65 games, I think that's going to be a success. Uh, But you got to play the guy. I mean, him and Brandon Ingram, one and two. If I'm David Griffin, the executive vice president, I'm feeling really excited about the two players that are going to be, you know, the faces of our franchise. Uh, Bledsoe comes in you know Drew Holiday goes to the Bucks. could Bledsoe revitalize his career uh, as a point guard um, Lonzo Ball what is he going to bring you but I think right now if I'm really looking at the Pelicans Stan, Stan Van Gundy brings a lot of experience he knows how to coach these players he knows as they get the most they're going to defend they're going to push the ball they're going to shoot the three they're going to play sign at the small forward position um, here's a guy Gabe let's be realistic he could be the face of the NBA I'm anticipating him not being an 18, 19, you know, points a game guy, I'm looking at Zion to get up to 25, 26, and be a top five player in the NBA if he stays healthy. Those are the expectations I have for him.
0: You know, and I, I agree. And normally I'm not that let's let's overhype a young player type, but statistically he's a monster. And we saw him incredibly raw, without a jump shot, out of shape, half injured, etc. Was still dominant. Was still dominating. And putting up, like, rookie numbers, guys, like, you know, only Jordan had done type thing, right, in in the past. Like, you know, for his first 10 games, his first 15 games. But, but, let's be real. All the skill, and you can be badass all you want. Part of being an NBA superstar is actually being on the court, right? And so let's cut him a little slack. All right, he pops his shoe at Duke in a weird way there. So he pops his shoe at Duke, shows a lot of heart by wanting to play for them after Uh, plays for them his first game i was in vegas that night his first game in the nba summer league uh there's an earthquake all right the scoreboard nearly falls from the (laughs) ceiling (laughs) all right that's right for that yeah like yeah like his second game he gets hurt if you remember then it was like i hurt his knee in his second game or whatever and he didn't play in the summer league at all so basically though he's been ultra babied it's been one thing after another and let's just be real, you know, everyone, we all cut him slack right now. There's excitement about him coming in and he could be a 30 point. He really could be the leading scorer in the NBA guys. But like, is he going to be muscle? What are you hearing? Is he going to be chubby? Like there's not really an excuse now, right? He's got to be healthy and play now.
2: No, I I would agree. And I think from, from what I've been hearing, um, you know, he lost weight coming into the bubble and I think that right now he's even lost more weight. You're looking at a chiseled Zion Williamson. The one thing about Zion, Gabe, and I think that everybody needs to understand, here's a guy, and you, may, and you alluded to it earlier to your point when he got hurt at Duke, he wanted to come back. He didn't pack it in at, 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 like James Wiseman did at Memphis and just said, hey, i see you at the draft. Zion loves to play basketball. Um, he loves to work out. He loves to practice. He loves to be on the court. So that type of attribute, for, for personally, on my end, I think that that's going to translate for him to be one of the great players in this game and really to take over for LeBron James. I know it's high expectations, but you mentioned it. Look at the statistics. This guy's 20 and 10, raw as you wouldn't believe. When he starts working out and, and working with Stan Van Gundy and working some of those guys, I think that he could be one of the leading scorers, as you mentioned. But here's a guy that's going to lead this franchise. I anticipate the Pelicans making the playoffs. In the West, of course, him having to be healthy with Brandon Ingram.
0: Yeah, and you know, guys, he's just—he's more than just a dunker. For any like the the doubters out there, they're the hop on the guy, the shot blocking, the you know. And as you say, you, you see the athletic ability, and he quite frankly, he's never really been in great shape, right? So with conditioning as he gets older, he's still a kid, guys, and he's not very experienced yet. But I really I agree with you, Pete. I think he's he's next level. Luka Doncic, I think, is the international face of the league. and I think Zion is the American face in the sense, like the ESPN face. And uh, But, you know, I, I think that Luka has also a global appeal. And we'll see if Zion can step into that global appeal uh, factor and become a world uh, superstar, a lot like Giannis is uh, right now. So, Warriors at Bucks. It's a real shame for Klay Thompson, isn't it? Poor guy, man, you know. He gets, he gets injured, you know, against the Raptors. It carries over. Now it carries over again into this year. I got a feel for him. It sucks. Uh, but Steph Curry is back, so we got the Warriors and the Bucks at 2.30 Eastern time. Uh, I'll tell you what, too. That You know, I'm already sick of the Giannis talk, Pete. I can't take this. Are uh, we going to deal with this for, like, every damn day, like, all year? I'm seeing it already. Oh, Bradley Beal, Giannis, uh, Miami Heat, Lakers, and let's let's play the season here except he's opened up the window he brought this upon himself by not signing an extension so you know you want to be a mega superstar i guess you live with the mega circus right
2: there's no question about it and i think that we're going to keep hearing this until you know he decides to either sign that ultra max extension uh by the end of december that he has the opportunity to do so um i've spoken to his agent alex serratis um, there's no question that, you know, Giannis right now is holding the league in his hands. Um, if he doesn't sign that max extension by the end of December, we're going to hear this until, you know, free agency in, you know, in late July. Uh, Giannis is, you know, back-to-back MVPs. Um, he's accountable to himself. He said it today on a conference call that he needs to be better. And his goal is to win an NBA championship. They asked him if he's going to keep playing for Greece in the offseason. And he said he will play for Greece until Greece wins a medal. That's my commitment to Greece. So you got to give respect to the guy. Is Drew Holiday enough to get Giannis uh, to the next level and win a championship? That remains to be seen. (laughs) (laughs) But again, I'll tell you this, Gabe. You know me, right? I love Giannis, Uh, the Greek freak, me and him. I mean... uh, I have this 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 love for the kid and everything that's happening. But this is the big leagues. Giannis has to be better at the fourth
0: quarter. Hold that thought, Pete. Hold that thought. Pete Yanapolis already has television with us.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenzi. Rage all you want. Sports Rage late night continues. I am Gabe Morenzi. Kicking it with Pete Annapolis, our NBA and college basketball insider, uh, former assistant coach with the UMass uh, Minutemen. We're just taking a look. Yeah, yeah, it's college basketball, but the NBA is around the corner, guys. And the Christmas slate has been uh, announced. I want to throw a couple of, you know, rookie of the year stuff, a couple other things at Pete here, but just talking about uh, Giannis as uh, as we went to the break, and as you stated, he is kind of holding the the league and. It's such a big free agency class. This year was nothing, right? I didn't expect like, you know, it's sort of the league goes in windows, right, Pete? Before it was, it was the Golden State Warriors, and everybody was like, all right, you're not beating the Warriors, man. And it is what it is. They're dominant. Then, you know, the Warriors started to age a bit. They started to infighting happens. Raptors get lucky, peak at the right time. People get hurt. Everything falls into place for them. They win. Then it's sort of open again. Then, like, the Lakers step up. But the feeling was to me, and amongst a lot of people, Pete, uh, I think including yourself, was they're not a great team. It's not like the Lakers, are oh, this is a dynasty. Now they're going to run the table for a couple of years now. But with the way with Giannis, like you said, Giannis, with the big Giannis factor out there right now, and so many others uh, this year, after this year in a free agent class, I think you look at the Raptors and the side, I think other general managers are sort of like, you know what? We're playing a weird year here without fans. We're coming off a bubble. It's a short season, and it's the biggest free agency class ever coming up. I'm just going to sort of hold Pat here. We'll go through this year. So suddenly, as you stated, because of Giannis, I almost think the Lakers really are almost a team to beat again. You know what I mean? It's not like there's like a bunch of new guns ready to knock them off. So, you know, I wanted to get your take on that. But we were talking about the Warriors being back in the Bucks. But I don't, in my opinion, Pete, no. Uh, Drew Holiday's a good player. Is he an upgrade on Eric Bledsoe? Maybe a little bit. But and you notice the Bucs, bro, every year they change their roster. But they don't change their roster. They just change players that do the same damn thing. They never like get better, they just bring in new guys that do the same thing all the time.
2: I would agree. I would agree. I mean, you look at the team, you know, they had Kyle Korver at one point. That didn't really work out. Then, you know, they got Divin them. He's good. They try to trade him. They try to bring Bogdanovich. That deal fell through. I mean, Holiday's is a guy that there's no question about it. He has the ball in his hands. He's going to create, um, get into the paint. And I don't think you need Giannis to really go that 1-4. We know that Giannis has the ball at the top of the key and the teams defend, the defensive teams are waiting for him because, as I mentioned earlier, until Giannis really dominates the fourth quarter, makes threes, makes jump shots, and makes his free throws, yeah, you can complain about the other guys not stepping up. And Chris Middleton, you know, he's not really a number two. He's more of a number three. Uh, it's all about Giannis. He's got to get better. Uh, and it's nice that it's a, it's a great story. Back-to-back MVPs make it happen in the fourth quarter. Uh, I still think that the Bucks, if you know, with home court advantage, they're really tough in Milwaukee. Uh, They didn't really play well in that bubble, but, you know, the roster's got to get better, and Giannis has got to be better in the fourth quarter as well.
0: Well, guys, one thing about the NBA, uh, the Brooklyn Nets are going to be worth worth the price of admission alone uh, to be a beat writer and cover this team this year, I got to tell you. So the Nets are playing the Celtics at 5 o'clock Eastern on Christmas Day. I don't know, though. It's hard to get excited about this game because do we know? It's like, I don't know, is KD playing? Is Kyrie Irving going to be playing? Supposedly, KD is, is feeling good, but whatever. He's feeling good today. Who knows how he feels tomorrow? Who knows? Maybe by Christmas Day, Kyrie wants a trade, right? So, <laughs> and, you know, quickly, I don't want to break down every team. I just want to get people's games, but I want to say, listen, Brooklyn are really ultra talented. You can't dispute it. You know, can it come all together for them? Can they stay healthy? Can they stay on the same page? I don't know, but they are going to be a fun team to watch, a fun story to watch unfold. And as far as Boston is concerned, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, I was thinking, Pete, I'm like, wow, man. And as a Raptor fan, you know, sort of seeing him as a rival, thinking, man, how do we compete with these guys? You know, they got Jalen Brown, they got Tatum, they always fleece people in deals. They have like, you know, they always have number one picks all the time, even though you know, they're in the playoffs because Danny Ainge is so good at it. But you know what, Pete? Danny Ainge is a gambler that has stayed at the table too long. He always overplays his hand. Every time he has a good basketball team, he tinkers with it or he misreads it. He always brings new people in. He brought Irving in, disrupted things. Brought Gordon Hayward in, disrupted things. Hayward's a good guy. No one disliked him, but they didn't need him, right? It was like, what are you doing this for? Why do you always force new pieces on us every year when, you know... When, when we're getting close with the unit, like, they're best. You know, we've seen when they're best. Would you agree with that? Like, Danny Ainge, as smart as he is, he's almost outsmarted himself all the time.
2: Oh, he, he had the monster trade when he got rid of KG and Paul Pierce and he got all those picks to Brooklyn, right? And, and, and God bless the Brooklyn Nets and what they did. and <laughs> They gave the Celtics all those draw <laughs> picks. I mean, you know, uh, Billy King, you know, a great executive. But, wow, he just gave the farm. He gave it all for the Celtics. But at the end of the day, I mean, yes, uh, Tatum is nice. Um, you know, you, Jalen Brown is a, a number three. Okay, yeah, he's good, but he's not a number one star. And I think he tried to get that with Kyrie. Kyrie was not the leader. He disrupted that young nucleus. Kemba, very good player, uh, personal friend of mine. But, you know... Uh, injection in his knee again, it looks like, you know, he's not at 100%. And the one thing about the Celtics game, you know the window, right? Unless you have two or three superstar players in your team, like Golden State had in their run, the Miami Heat had that with Bosh, Wade, and LeBron. The window was short. And last year, the Celtics were in the NBA Eastern Conference Finals against the fifth seed, and they didn't get it done. And I think at one point, when are you going to start, you know, start criticizing Brad Stevens? Is he the right guy? Everybody loves Brad. And I know Brad. I've known him since he was an assistant coach at Butler. It's time to take the next step because right now the Nets are coming. And if the Nets are healthy, it's going to be tough. But KD uh, with Kyrie. And don't forget, Harris is back. Levert is back. Dinwiddie is back. They got Allen. They got Jordan. They got some size. And the one thing, Steve Nash. It's either going to be a home run or he's going to be a bust. But he's got Dan Tony running his office and he's got Jacques Vaughn running his defense, two former head coaches. Brooklyn are set up to be really, really good. Too bad the fans will be in Boston on Christmas night because they would have destroyed Kyrie Irving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they certainly, they certainly would have. So, uh, and you're right about the superstar stuff. Like, you look at the Miami Heat and it was like, oh, they got great depth and they're playing great. Yeah, when they got to the finals you know yeah they were injured but it's it's hard to win with good players you need great players you really do you need great players and then really good players on top of that type of deal and you know the lakers have ad the lakers have lebron now the lakers get montrez harrell in here so what do you think about the la rivalry right now so the mavericks and lakers they get the prime time game eight o'clock eastern christmas night and, um, you know, I think the Mavericks, the Mavericks are an exciting team to me. I didn't like what they did in the offseason, as in they did nothing. Right. And they're to me, that's like you've got Luca, you've got Chris Taps. I don't know if Porzingis can be counted on to stay healthy moving forward, but you need another superstar you or another star or DeMar DeRozan, somebody get somebody else. Hardaway's good. I'm not saying get rid of him, but they're just a little short still. Still a fun game, but like I was saying earlier, Pete, we didn't really look at the Lakers like, you know, I thought they were driven by the Kobe passing. The bubble helped them, the lack of travel, the matchups they had. Everything fell into place for them. The injuries to Miami in the finals, everything fell into place for them. Yet, really, you look now, shorter season, you know, you bring Harrell in here, AD's in his prime. Are the Lakers a team to beat again this year?
2: Well, the one thing that I I realized that the NBA with their marquee matchup, they have LeBron against Luka. So, you see the amount of respect that the league has for Luka being the face of the franchise or the face yeah. of the NBA moving forward. It's not Clippers versus Lakers, right? It's Luka versus LeBron. And I think I love that. And I love that the late game will be the Clippers and Denver. We don't get to see Utah and Denver. anymore. poor Utah <laughs> that late game. With my respect to Quinn Schneider, Winston Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert. But I think this is a better matchup for fans to watch. Last year, the Clippers were the favorite Gabe and the Lakers were that second team, and look what happened. I think this is the roles are reversed this year. Yeah. I think that the Clippers, I love the Ibaka signing. I think he's the missing piece to, to, to Kawhi and Paul George. They need good guard play. Who are, who's going to be the point guard, right? Beverly and Reg Jackson, that's the only thing where I think the Clippers are hurting because they weren't running anything with what Doc Rivers was doing. Hopefully, Ty Lue will do something. The Lakers, Rondo's going to be missed. Schroeder comes in, but Schroeder is is he's he's a bad man, and he's a bad man because he believes he's the best, and he wants the ball. So I, let's see how that chemistry works with him and LeBron, because he doesn't take no nothing. Schroeder wants that ball, but I think that Harold will fit in as that energy guy, getting layups, getting those slam dunks, and I think he won't have as much pressure because he'll have AD next to him. I think LeBron, if he stays healthy, again. You know, they bring Caldwell Pope back. Um, They'll have some size. Um, They'll be able to defend. And then LeBron and Davis will do their thing. So I think the Lakers are still the favorite, but they're not the overwhelming favorite. And I still think that they could be had in a best-of-seven series, but how could they play the whole season and remain healthy? I still think that the Lakers still need somebody else if they could have gotten to the Rosen or somebody else there on the perimeter. I don't think Kuzma's that guy. He's probably fitting into that sixth-man or seventh-man off the bench a little bit. But... Hey, I think that, you know, in the West, is Kawhi and Paul George going to really deliver? Poor, poor the owner, Steve Ballmer, gave them millions and millions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, gave gave away the franchise. Gave, they gave up all their first-round picks to OKC. Yeah. I mean, this is this this could be one of the worst signings ever. And they'll be free agents at the end of the year. They could opt out and leave. So the pressures on Tyloo uh, and Kawhi and Paul George.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable. And Ballmer hates the Lakers and just the. There's such the, Ballmer thought he was taking over, right? He gets Kawhi, he gets a new arena, he's building his own arena, he gets Paul George, he thinks the Lakers are weakened. Because I remember even, remember when the Lakers, when the Clippers struggled a couple of years ago, he said, yeah, we're still better than the Lakers. And he sort of dropped, you know, my mission is just to be better than the Lakers type of thing. And so for the Lakers to win and LeBron, hey, LeBron got the last laugh on Kawhi. There's no, there's no doubt about that, man. It's amazing how much time flies when we're talking NBA with Pete Annapolis. Great to have the league back. So we've, we've only got two minutes. I wanted to get to so much more. Uh, but just quickly, in under two minutes, uh, here. rookie of the year odds are out there. LaMelo Ball, plus 390. Obi Toppin with the Knicks. Of course, uh, Ball with the Hornets, Toppin with the Knicks uh, is plus five plus 500. Anthony Edwards is plus 550 with the T-Wolves. James Wiseman plus 600 uh, with the Warriors, Killian Hayes, plus 850 with the Pistons. Is the, is LaMelo Ball a slam dunk to win Rookie of the Year, or is there someone else you look at here, Pete, in about a minute's time? The first guy I love is
2: Obi Toppin. I just love what he, he is, what he did at Dayton. I think he goes into the Knicks uh, franchise. He's going to run the court. Uh, he's going to get the ball and finish on pick and rolls, run the break, slam dunks. He'll get a lot of opportunities. I like LaMelo Ball. I think that it all depends how they want to insulate him. You got Rozier and you got Devontae Graham in the backcourt. So will, La- will LaMelo get as many shot opportunities? I think that Anthony Edwards is probably going to average a little bit more. I think that they're going to want to give him the ball and be that third option. But I think Russell is going to be more facilitator for Minnesota where Edwards is going to score a little bit more. Towns remains the number one option. So I think those are my top two guys in terms of Toppin and Edwards, uh, but a guy like Labello, if he gets the opportunity, will pull up some some points. Uh, and the kid, Killian Hayes, right? If he starts and gets a lot of opportunities to put up numbers, he'll be a sleeper in there as well.
0: And it doesn't hurt Obi Toppin. Listen, there's a little positivity around Leon Rose right now and, and the Knicks. You know, the media, basically, you as you know, Pete, you know, 80% of the NBA media, bro, is in New York City, right? Where is right. the NBA headquarters? Like, it, it wouldn't if, if Obi Toppin's dunking on people and he's exciting, he could definitely be in the mix, guys, at plus 500. Pete Annapolis, RDS Television, great to talk NBA basketball, Pete, with you. Man, time just flew by Late night anger management class. Shout out to P. Annapolis. Taking it with us. I'm fired up with some NBA three weeks away. Interesting talking about uh, Obi Toppin uh, being the uh, the NBA rookie of the year. LaMelo Ball is interesting because LaMelo Ball is talented and he's going to get a lot of hype. He's a media guy and stuff. But he's on the Charlotte Hornets, right? Terry Rozier is there. We were talking about the Boston Celtics. They were good with Rozier. Rozier talked too much. He ripped the coach and stuff. Rozier had to go. Um, So, you know, you got Rozier there. Uh, Who you got? You got Graham who came on. Uh, Now you bring in Gordon Hayward. So, LaMelo Ball could be eased into this a little. You know what I'm saying? He might not just be, like, thrown thrown to the wolves, so to speak, and thrown out there and start racking up stats uh, right away. Meanwhile, Obi Toppin's going to get a ton of playing time with the New York Knicks, and I don't know. Obi Toppin's a little older. He's plus 500, guys, to be the uh, the rookie of the year. Plus 500. Lamella Ball's like plus 390. Obi Toppin's the se- second choice. You know, the media, as I said with Pete, the media is, is very New York biased when it comes and based when it comes to the NBA. And the Knicks haven't had anything positive happen to them in a long time. R.J. Barrett's a good player. All right? R.J. Barrett's going to be a solid player in the NBA for a long time. but He's not flashy, right? He's not like he's not a flashy dude. Obi Toppin's from New York City. Yeah, the guy's from there. He's a dunker. He's got a personality. Um, you know, he's, it, there's a lot to like about him as far as rookie of the year. The, the question is, what about the team? How good or bad are the New York Knicks going to be? And hey, we can spend hours. Uh, we can spend hours on that. All right. So as far as the uh, football game is concerned here, uh, you know, I've been ice cold the last two days, guys, so I'm a little hesitant to to fire off a bunch of picks at you right now. I do like West Virginia and Gonzaga to go over the 154 and a half. I do think Pittsburgh and Baltimore find a way to get over 42 as well. I don't see how you don't tease the Pittsburgh Steelers, put Steelers in Moneyline parlays. Um, there's soccer on the board. Follow me on Twitter at SportsRage. I post all my picks. Other than that, You're on your own. Later.